Okay, cool. Welcome everyone to the uh, 26th Gridcoin Community Hangout on the 18th of March 2017 at uh, a couple minutes past 9pm GMT. Uh, I believe we have nine people in attendance at the moment. Uh, it's myself, uh, Custom Miner, Erkin, uh, Fkinglag, uh, the bot for Mumble, that's not a person, uh, Jamez, uh, Mercati, Reno, Quez, and Vortag in attendance. Uh, so uh, we're just going to go in the same format, uh, highest voted to least in the uh, the RSVP thread. Uh, not got a lot of um, submitted topics, just like to everyone, you kind of remind everyone that, you know, you can post whatever you want as long as it's related to crypto, gridcoin, whatever, and you've got a, you know, you can get a, a, a time slot to speak about whatever you want, you know. Uh, so first off, let's get started with uh, discussing the whitelist. So... Uh, what are people's experiences with the newly added uh, Boink projects? Uh, these are amicable numbers and uh, citizen science grid. So is amicable numbers, is that on the waitlist now? Yeah. It is. Excellent. All right, I'll close off the GitHub issue. This, uh, you know, it's, it was, you know, trying to track when what was going wrong, why it wasn't on the waitlist. So I'll close that now. Uh, but yeah, what, what are people's experiences with these two new projects? I've run them uh, on both GPU and CPU, and uh, both uh, working and seem to run very well. No problems at all on my side. Cool. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm also running amicable numbers on the GPU, and it is pretty awesome. Uh, the credits are even pretty decent, like mm, almost comparable with uh, Collets or uh, Moo, something like that. Sort of slutty. What's the uh, difference in credit for uh, between CPU and GPU? Is it like is that factored in heavily? Uh, no, the the credits are the same, but uh, obviously it takes longer on CPU. Uh, depends on your CPU as well, but uh, the the credits are standard across the board. Do you know if there's any bonus for finding a pair, Mercosity? No, I don't know. I I. I I don't think so. Um, I mean, I've, I've found a good few, but um, I haven't seen any bonuses being offered. Um, and, you know, I'm not really sort of into badges, but maybe there are badges, but who knows? Yeah, I'm a collector. No, the badges are coming. Uh, I know I got one for 100 pairs and 200 pairs, and I'm at like 440 now or something like that. And... Uh, he just posted in the Boink client about that he's going to start giving out credits for, or sorry, badges for credits uh, after the pairs are discovered because it's going to be uh, less likely that any pairs will be discovered in like the remaining 50% of the calculations. So that's neat. No, that's, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The more, the more it can persuade people to, uh, to run it, the better. Two sets of badges is cool. His uh, initially estimated deadline, you know, was like two years into the future. Uh, are we not like uh, getting there sooner than that? Yeah. yeah, I think he's looking at May sixth right now. Last I saw, that's quite a, an increase, eh? Yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, he. I guess he's gonna add more pairs now, just to finish off this table for the divisor function or whatever, what they're doing. 
Yeah, only only hope he doesn't start running out of work units. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. Uh, another TN grid. No, I think he's going to be. Well, it looks like the, the current rate, at least, will have like another year or two of work. Yeah, you can always increase the uh, the search range as well. Yeah. Just big num- bigger numbers, but yeah, he's doing it like ten to the hundred or something, like just like big ass numbers, like fuck two to sixty four. Cool. Uh, what about Citizen Science Grid? Uh... I didn't even know that was whitelisted for reals. I'm going to jump on it as soon as possible. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't run it either, and uh, I, I'm I'm not really sure. I'm gonna have a look at it. You have choices to make on which things to do on that project like world community grid too do you want to run world community grid i do it's one of my favorites and you and i know why weed no it's uh <laughs> <laughs> i like it in particular because it seems fairly well rounded you know in terms of a project that can help in in uh social media outreach and uh also you know, supply you with a lot of work. Is the option set similar to that? Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? I'm not familiar in terms of it being compared to Citizen Science Grid. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't even looked at the page, to be honest, but I'm really excited. Like, from what I know, you get to choose from a handful of things to do, such as, uh, like, Longhand work, <laughs> look going through like uh, animal videos. I think. Yeah, I think there's four different sub projects, which is pretty cool. Uh, we just uploaded the uh, the interview with uh, Citizen Science Grid uh, a week ago, maybe at this point. Uh, it's up on YouTube and SoundCloud. Give it a listen if you're interested. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's really good. With regards to uh, the next topic regarding the waitlist. Uh, are there any new candidates for whitelist? So Erkin raised the, uh, there's a new project called Stop at Home, but apparently it's only, it's not going to last too long. It's only got like a finite length of time, uh, I think. Uh, it doesn't have SSL neither. Uh, what do you think about re- the re-edition of uh, Climate Prediction? They haven't really reached out. Actually, also uh, distributed data mining. DDN got uh, kicked out because of like a couple days downtime, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was more than just a couple days downtime. Yeah. Like three weeks or something. It was no work for a little while and everyone was asking almost every day. Lots of people anyway, not everybody. Do we need to make like a community threshold and then we can start shaping this gray list thing a little more? Like two weeks, a month? What do we call well, of inactivity? Yeah. Well, ideally, like a gray list should kick in uh, almost immediately. Like, if there's no work units available, right, then you shouldn't be continuously rewarded unless, like, well, if there's no work units available and no work units awaiting validation, right, then no one should be getting new rewards, right? But they should still get you know, rewarded for past computation. So, like, your old balance should still get ticked over. Because if we, if we, ru- if a project runs out of work, right, but it's got a ton of validated work units to go through still, and we cut them off, 
right? Then potentially people who didn't stake in time lose, you know, their earnings and stuff, you know. Oh. That's my, mainly what I'm concerned if, uh, with regards to the grey list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Funnily enough, we are still top team for uh, distributed date mining, so there might be a couple guys out there that are uh, crunching away on it, thinking they're doing well. <laughs> Yeah, I think James is crunching it for a while there, or it still is or something. Fair enough. Maybe worth uh, doing some outreach to their project admin or something. Any project admins that are listening, you know, at a later date, uh, you can, if your project isn't whitelisted, then really the the minimum uh, requirements are like, you know, uh, they're up on the uh, the Gridcoin uh forum uh basically ssl is the thing that will get you cut off really uh if you have that then go for it you know apply for and campaign for uh your whitelist position if you got kicked off of the whitelist as well uh it, you can be re-added at any time as long as you kind of like meet whatever condition got you kicked off in the first place you know so just some tips there um about the project admins <clears throat> i in the past i contacted the ddm admin he's a german uh but um, I'm not sure if we should uh, yeah, re- rewrite list it because of the earlier mentioned problems. Um, we could make a, a post in the forum first and then see how is the reaction. About CBDN climate prediction, well, the last it was that, or, or, yeah, that they um, published the statistics only once in seven days, yeah. And that's then again unfair a little bit uh, from from rewarding point of view but this is just one point i'm not sure if there are other points which would speak against it yeah but i mean anyone with enough grc yeah can put it up for voting so these are the things which which came to mind very good points all right should we move on to the next uh, topic then all right cool so this is a presentation about uh, blockchain usage within the German slash European energy market on April the 7th, and I believe it'll be uh, Quez talking. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, maybe you want to hear some background about it. Um, I, Sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it is a meeting of uh, experts. I think it's going to be 30 people, maybe. Um, in Berlin, who are meeting and discussing about the yeah uh, decentralization and um, something similar of the energy market, and um, yeah, we will have um, or I will have twenty minutes to talk. Uh, one third of it will be a discussion, so I'll have twelve to fifteen minutes to. Um, um, yeah, to to present the different types of algorithms that secure blockchains. And um, yeah, of course, I will try to uh, uh, get them interested in Gridcoin, which is from my point of view, and I think we all agree uh, about that, which is at the moment the most appropriate uh, blockchain, which is out there to... uh, um yeah to to sustain such a system like the 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 whole energy grid because um what i want to to focus on is the downsides of um proof of work which is obvious that it's really um 
energy consuming, um, which is the, the, the would be the worst chain um, to integrate it into an energy system, right? So um, uh, then I want to to um, tell them that uh, proof of stake is also not the best solution or a pure proof of stake system is not the best solution because it's the pure um, yeah uh, a Matthew effect only the ones who have enormous uh, money or coins uh, can earn more so um, that's that's also not a good solution I think uh, Scalextrix has mentioned this um, there are some other coins like uh, solar coin or electric chain um, who are trying to to integrate it in a um, in an energy system? But, uh, well, the the downside at at least at SolarCoin is that they have uh, only pre-mine coins, um, which uh, some kind of foundation has and which is uh, distributed by uh, manually checking whether um, uh, let's call it node inserted uh, solar electricity. Um, into the grid, and uh, they they have to control it, control it manually by checking bills or something like this. So this is quite the opposite of of what uh, we are thinking of. So probably uh, from from our point of view, uh, right now, Gridcoin might be the best opportunity there. So yeah, I'll try to explain it to them, and maybe we get some attention from the the energy market. That'd be very cool. Uh, I remember in the past we reached out to, or Reno reached out to uh, an energy company that accepted uh, Bitcoin for bills, uh, energy bills even, in Australia. Uh, What was the name of that, uh, Reno? Do you remember that off the top of your head? Living Room of Satoshi. Yeah, that's the one. So you make that kind of a similar argument of like, uh, you know, you could use Gridcoin to pay your electricity bills, you know, directly uh, to help offset the cost of running the computers and stuff. Yeah, that's that's one argument, but I want to go one step further. I want to um, to establish some kind of uh, decentralized market uh, which directly uses the uh, a smart meter and Gridcoin node to pay um, a kilowatt hour instantly. Um, uh, that would be pretty cool in in terms of IoT and whatever uh, arguments we have um, uh, of decentralization or in terms of decentralization that every um, every node or every uh, every every smart grid at home can pay its own bills, so nobody has to uh, to, to do some anything manually. That's uh, what I try to. Or what what I would like to see in the in the future um, that there's uh, no um, demand or no need for for anything manual within the energy um, um, within the energy uh, system or or markets um, that would be pretty cool. Of course, we have to to take small steps and maybe uh, paying by by uh, using Gridcoin would be a nice. Uh, a nice benefit, but I think we should uh, uh, start with bigger goals and see um, this this uh, 
yeah the these trials of paying the the bill with uh cryptocurrency um as a as a first test but that shouldn't be our our goal because if you if you want to reach mars and you you uh, uh stop at moon you've you've um uh yeah you you've gained more than if you want to uh, reach moon and you stop in the whatever in in an ocean or something like this <laughs> um i think i hope you get my point yeah that's good man it sounds like you got a plan there uh will you be able to record your presentation i am not sure um probably not do they do it I'm I'm not sure. I I I've never been there, and uh, um, I know that they uh, publish the um, the PowerPoint presentations uh, later. But um, I'm not sure whether it's being recorded. I I I don't know. Could you periscope the thing or something? Sorry, what? Periscope app. It's like uh, hooks up to Twitter. And you can kind of like live video yourself, and anybody can watch it, stuff like that. Huh. It's pretty cool, man. Uh, it's a good way to reach outside of people that already follow you too. Like people can watch you that aren't necessarily following you. It goes to like an open channel, uh, this Periscope TV, and people just can pick up random stuff from there. So that might be a good idea. Or uh, you stream or live stream oh, oh, you know you could also like just put your phone down recording at the the podium you know and then we could upload it at a later time if you get permission mm -hmm. and stuff to do that yeah i'll ask yeah that's a good idea mm -hmm. cool yeah, yeah I've, I've put um together some stuff for example um uh yeah i've, I've just opened the uh the powerpoint presentation um there are some um, uh, so, some uh, slides that are ready. I think that that are ready. Maybe I can uh, upload them somewhere that uh, any one of you can can have a look. Uh, whether I I talk bullshit there or something like this, including my notes, um, that would Good be plan. pretty nice. Um, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow, maybe. And uh, maybe we can talk about it via the um, the, the forum post. I've uh, created a thread. I think it was also mentioned in the in the Steemit uh, uh, post uh, by Erkan. Th thank you for that. Um, yeah, and I'll I'll try to to cover everything I want to to tell uh, in this forum thread. I hope that uh, um, th that that you can give me some imp input there, and maybe uh, you see or, or even uh, make some some nice uh, pictures that I can do because I'm pretty um, uh, pretty full with my workload with my daily daily job on, at university. Um, yeah, you you'll see my my slides, and they are not that not as professional as i want them to be yet <laughs> so you're presenting in english i can imagine yeah yeah it's everything is in english cool 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 uh yeah i'll definitely participate in the thread and uh, i'll go over the the powerpoint it'll be quite interesting man yeah 
Okay. Um, yeah, I, I have, uh, I would have had a question for Scalextrix because you mentioned uh, electric chain or something similar. Um, does any one of you know more about this chain? Electric or Electrum, like the wallet? No, 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 not Electrum. One moment. Okay, just clarifying. Sounds like electric chair. <laughs> yes, exactly, that's it. I don't know that, but I looked into Solarcoin once, and uh, it's not much of uh, too much manual work. What you need is just a picture of the of the number from your solar device, which you sent, yeah, and probably exists of the solar device, and also if it was already used in the Solarcoin system itself. Yeah, it's not much <clears throat> manual stuff. Yeah, but they have to verify whether uh, your pictures. Uh, uh... Is, is correct, right? So, yeah, I, I can tell you a few places where Gridcoin also has manual stuff integrated <laughs> to, to, to prevent uh, evil evil people doing evil stuff. Yeah, so that's so not... So watching. Huh? So long as we are watching. Yeah, I mean, like, but the thing with what you're saying is that uh, with the solar coin or whatever, you have to actually analyze each individual person's like solar, you know, bills or whatever like that in order to determine how much they should be, you know, given. But like with Boink, fair enough, there is like, you know, the the project admin who can change like sats and stuff like that. So that is a middleman, like centralized step, but it's not like that project admin is the one dishing out the grid coin, you know? Uh, yeah. Exactly. No, no. What I mean is, uh, or what I imagine is a is a network that works um, um, yeah, completely decentralized. For example, my uh, my TV is paying his own bills or its own bills because uh, it is connected to the Gridcoin network and connected to the um, to the energy network, of course, uh, by a smart meter. The smart meter can tell um, the the Gridcoin node. Um, how much it has consumed, and the uh, the gridcoin node sends um, the necessary amount of gridcoins to uh, the wallet of the of the energy supplier. That would be my, or that is my vision of a uh, of a future energy market. And we do not have any manual interaction in that. And it is. It would be possible if uh, we had the the funding to create or to integrate, uh, um, yeah, the 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 uh, uh, Ethereum um, framework for um, smart contracts into Gridcoin, if that would be possible, or we we generate our own um, uh, uh, framework, and then we could avoid any manual uh, interaction with um uh with a payment and that is not possible um within solarcoin because in solarcoin you have to as i said and uh, as custom miner said um you have to send them a, a picture of of your uh whatever of your papers and they have to look into it manually and that is something that, uh, 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 aside from um, the the pre-mining crap, um, which is uh, not feasible from my point of view. So uh, I think it there are really good um, 
arguments in favor of gridcoin uh, with regard to uh you know ethereum style contracts on top of uh, gridcoin uh we could quite easily do there's there's a couple uh, projects that are built on top of like the bitcoin based uh you know software like uh rootstock for one, I think it's the uh, the closest we'd get to Ethereum on top of Gridcoin. There's a few other platforms that we could use, uh, but they are only capable of you know uh, creating tokens on top of Gridcoin rather than actually creating like smart contracts. So I just posted uh, the link in the chat there. So it's rsk.co riskcoin, or well, just risk. No, not risk. Uh, rootstock. Nice. Okay, I have a look at uh, at that, and maybe you can, um, yeah, uh, maybe we can we can add uh, a slide or two, um, which is uh, which are yeah presenting the possibilities we have right now, and maybe what is what is uh, necessary for uh, really um, implementing such a system that that I um, that I think of, think of. Cool. Okay. Is there any more input, or uh, do you just want to to check my slides tomorrow and uh, give me some more input tomorrow and uh, and the following week or something like that? Yeah, that sounds good. I'll check out those slides tomorrow. I'd like to too. Perfect. Okay. Thanks for the input. Yeah, and this is really interesting too. And uh, I got to commend you for going through the the uh, all this effort here. And I can't wait to see the slides. Yeah, you'll see it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, moving on to the next topic then, is uh, Ravon is unable to attend uh, this weekend's Hangout, but uh, for everyone that's interested in what's happening with the development branch of uh, you know the Gridcoin Research Client since the last Hangout, uh, we have had... Uh, C++11 has been enabled, which will allow us to use more modern code constructs. That's pretty cool. Uh, a bug from the dark theme support has been fixed. So basically, users that had uh, dark themes on uh, you know, Linux, where it was looking glitched out and stuff like that. So that's been fixed. Uh, there's a slight memory reduction uh, using more efficient CPID storage. So this is working towards reducing the amount of RAM we're using so we can use, uh, you know, uh, Raspberry Pis and stuff again. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, lossless recompression of existing resources. So I think this is uh, Pepperino's uh, pull request being pulled in, all the images that were compressed. Yeah. Uh, he's removed unreferenced uh, resources like obsolete images. That's pretty cool. You know, cuts down in the uh, overall file size and that. Uh, this splash... Uh, the splash text color is now black, so now it's actually readable. Uh, uh, gradient warnings uh, when launching the client, uh, when launching the console, have been fixed. I've, I haven't experienced that in the past. It's good; it's been fixed, and he has begun um, reviving and re-implementing the unit tests. So basically, these were a bunch of unit tests used to test all the chunks of Gridcoin uh, code. Uh, they were left in from like Bitcoin or Blackcoin. Uh, so Ravon's just basically going through them, fixing them, making them Gridcoin relevant and then running them, you know. Uh, so this will be good for finding any potential bugs or whatever. So that's pretty good news. There's quite a lot going on, actually. It's pretty cool of both uh, Ravon and uh, Hoopdewip and stuff like that. Some new volunteer developers we've got. 
Saw some stuff, man. Yeah, he also says uh, a shout out to everyone that helps with development by uh, post uh, providing test data, uh, doing code reviews, and leaving feedback on GitHub. So that's pretty cool. I think QT5 is coming there too. Like it's like ready to go. Yeah, I think the two, a couple things that were impeding the implementation of QT5 were uh, the fact that QT5 isn't bundled with every single uh, Linux distribution at the moment. So what we would have to do is like uh, I think the problem was if we were to statically link it, it would boost up the. Uh, the RAM requirement to like a gig at least or something like that, which is going opposite direction, you know, of go, yeah, shrinking the amount of RAM used. And also, uh, I think they were having issues with the side kind of uh, menu uh, glitching out with, in QT5. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Tavok on uh, uh, some Linux version and also uh, OS X have been using QT5 for a while. So it's, that should be around the corner. Pretty cool. Anyone have any questions or uh, things to say about uh, core gridcoin development? I got another couple of cool pull requests to do. Um, I made a new image or icon set, so that's cool. Awesome. Uh, well, is that basically like the uh, the icons that are on, like you know, the start buttons and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. good. Like so that I don't know, just like uh, brand recognition things. Uh, cohesiveness or whatever the hell like so everything's the same get rid of the uh pixmap images or sorry the pixmap files and stuff like that they're like actually like litecoin and bitcoin pixmaps so i checked them crazy today. yeah so there's lots of as karaka said one time cruft in the code there and it's nice to be able to like carefully peel away at it with you know like somebody that has keys to fucking actually make it happen. Cool. Looking forward to it, dude. Yeah, me too. All right, moving on to the next topic is uh, my topic, uh, basically stating that I've been uh, creating a couple uh, Gridcoin Haskell scripts. Uh, I've made two scripts at this point. One of them uh, analyzes a specific individual CPID for a... chunks of sequentially staked blocks so say if you're staking like several times in a row this will you know be able to flag that up uh it does this by scraping uh the gridcoin stats website but i'm working on a uh an updated version which uh pulls the data locally you know not scraping uh the gridcoin stats website it would be pretty cool what the real plan is is to uh find and you know sequentially staked blocks throughout the uh the entire blockchain not just for a specific cpid and then potentially even then look into uh detecting collusion and stuff like that that'd be pretty neat uh nice yeah yeah man uh the other script you created was uh dumping uh the blocks to uh a json file just basically uh doing you know get block by number and then one to eight hundred fifty thousand, and then just dumping the JSON to like disk. It, it would be better if I could get it to memory, but Haskell, the the uh, the the shell library I'm using, it's not a real functionality that's there. I wasted the entire day on it. <laughs> Nightmare. But uh, yeah, check them out. Uh, you need to run them on Linux. So you need to have Haskell installed. Uh, there's some instructions and stuff, but I'll be uh, 
you know, chucking a couple scripts in there uh, every week or two, you know. So, yeah. Cool. Moving on to the next topic is uh, the challenge situation, past, current, and upcoming team competitions for March 2017. Uh, this was posted by Erkin. Do you want to take the floor, Erkin? Yeah. Um, so we had, since the last uh, Hangout, two weeks ago, we had na- challenges finished, yeah. Five of them with uh, number one places. And uh, where, we, also where we were good are Citizen Science Grid, Drug Discovery, Number Fields, Yahoo, and GPU Grid, yeah. And then we had four challenges where we were not number one, yeah. Prime Grid, we got uh, second position. And then in the second Citizen Science Grid challenge, we got fourth. Also in the city challenge, fourth. And in the first Amicable Numbers challenge, the fifth position. Um, yeah, it, it sounds good. Let's say five number one positions. But actually in the la- in the crowded challenges like city with over 5,500 users, yeah, we got only fourth place. Uh, and amicable numbers, which um, was due to the not being whitelisted, probably, yeah, also very likely. There we got not such a good um, position, but in the end, yeah, we can we can market it with five uh, number one places. <laughs> and uh, currently we have two challenges. It's uh, amicable numbers again and Einstein. This time in a, and uh, it still goes on for three days. And the Einstein at home challenge uh, finishes in three hours, but it has uh, more than 1,000 point users participating. Uh, over. Yeah, sorry, you're cutting out <laughs> there slightly at the end. But it's all right, uh, unless it's myself that's cutting out. But uh, we've got uh, another amicable numbers challenge underway at the moment. I don't know if you said this, uh, you, you were cutting out a wee bit, but. Uh, it's a seven-day race rather than like a three-day race just to make up for the fact that we weren't like whitelisted for the previous uh, competition, you know, and uh, now that we are whitelisted and we got this challenge going, uh, we're number one, you know, it's better than what we got for uh, the first challenge. Uh, We're ahead of SETI USA by about uh, 2.2 million credits. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Let's keep that up. Uh, does anyone want uh, a specific project to have the next, uh, you know, challenge? I've got two spare slots uh, to create challenges for, or just up to my discretion. Could do a prime grid challenge. Yeah. Seems timely. Sounds good. <laughs> toss a coin. There's like 30, yeah. there's 30 projects. All right, so I've got, how many coins have I got to toss? <laughs> 30, a 30-sided die. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a bad idea. How did what did they go up to? Twenty eight? Twenty six? You, you can get a lot. You can pretty much just get a ball, you know. <laughs> uh another challenge that we don't actually discuss that much is uh Formula Boink, uh the year long uh challenge. Uh so we're in first place again. Uh we're leading by uh what, two hundred and eighty? Uh maybe two hundred and seventy seven? points which is awesome uh ahead of the the alliance of uh francophone so yeah let's keep that up let's see if we can uh break 800 this year uh, the thing is that with a uh, removal of projects from the whitelist uh is that our our ranking on for- 
uh, Formula Point does definitely suffer. Like, there's a lot of projects that are on there that, you know, we've not got whitelisted, but it's just, you know, they're not, uh, I don't know, not as active or whatever. Cool. So I'll make a couple uh, new challenges uh, to my discretion, maybe involving uh, Prime Grid. And uh, let's move on to the next topic, which is uh, voting time. Uh, Past, current, and upcoming polls for March 2017. Uh, Erkin created a poll. Uh, sorry, I mean a post regarding this. Do you want to take the floor for this? Or uh, yeah, well, the po- we had um, since the last hangout, we had uh, two polls. Polls which finished. Uh, the one was one was are you concerned regarding low network state weight participation? There is an, <laughs> a long thread on on the GitHub bug trigger, but um, the outcome was seventy four percent of the voter shares um, said that they are not concerned regarding this. Um, the second poll was um, with the title "Should we remove uh, TN Grid because they didn't have work units for." Pff, at least one week, yeah. But um, the admin, um, yeah, he, he <laughs> before the poll finished, yeah, he came with some work units again, and uh, a whale, or, or I don't know if only one whale, but yeah, the poll switched, um, and eighty-five uh, percent said then no, we should still keep it in the whitelist. Before, um, I think like three or four days before, it was the complete opposite, yeah. Um, and currently, um, we have eight polls open, but the next polls to be due are on March 29th, so in 10 or 11 days. And these are two polls. Um, the first is, um, what is the minimum vote weight that should be required for a mandate behind a poll to be valid? And there are currently 78% uh, say it should be around 10 to 15%. And the second poll on the same day um, to be finished is how should we in- interpret the outcome of a poll? And there, well, quite a lot, 95% say should be proportional representation. Yeah, that, that's it from my side. Cool. But I think uh, Kasemana can say more because he, from the four polls mentioned, he has created f- free at least. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh... Right, so with regards to the uh, how should we interpret the outcome of a poll, uh, so if it's looking like it's going to be proportional representation, that basically means uh, if we had first past the post, that would be like the most voted for option would be the only winning option, right? Whereas with re- proportional representation, if we're voting for, say, what should be the minimum vote weight required for like mandate to be, uh, you know, recognized or whatever, if, you know, that if, the vote weight is spread across like five different uh, poll options. Then we'll take uh, everyone's uh, votes into account and like you know distribute it, up, you know, in between everyone's votes. Basically, uh, we'll make a thread specifically, you know, on the mass of how that will work, so it's uh, transparent, uh, and that will require a bit of like human. Uh, interpretation of the results maybe we may even need to write a bit of code in the uh the voting client to you know make it clear uh, uh you know the outcome of a vote uh, based on proportional representation with regards to uh, are you concerned regarding low network state week uh it's worth reading that fred it's quite interesting it's, it's very long it's uh, a wall of text for sure uh 
I've replied after like you know two weeks of forgetting to reply, uh, and on that uh, you know tirade, uh, I basically uh, that's what gave me the idea of creating that Haskell script to find the sequentially state blocks. Uh, I discussed this with uh, Startail, and he's saying that he's going to implement. Uh, I'll catch you later, Quez. Just for attending. Uh, Starstail said that he's going to be implementing a very a similar uh, kind of functionality. Basically, when you look at someone's CPID page, when you can see each of their staked blocks, uh, for sequentially staked blocks, he'll implement implement a gradient kind of coloring system. So, if you stake two in a row, it's green. Like four in a row, it's like starts getting yellow. And like if it gets to like eight in a row, it's like red, you know. So that way we'll be able to easily, you know, see like, oh shit, something's going wrong or whatever, you know. So I think that's going to be a quite cool feature. But you know, I think it's it is a highly political topic. You know, a lot of the stuff we're talking about in uh, in that thread, people, you know, are you know either really for it or against it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we had the previous poll that basically said like, would you implement? Uh, proof of stake versus free version free even you know and uh it kind of uh, goes against this uh the outcome of this poll a little bit but then at the same time uh a couple of whales have started voting recently mainly because we're kind of like focusing kind of topics relevant to them i guess you know but uh can't really say that there's like many people for or against anything anymore you kind of have to just take like the best opinion and the worst opinion you know whatever side of the fence you're on i guess according to you and then kind of go from there saying that there's like 13 for and four against or something it's like eh. you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean man Just like people do the thing where they make their accounts and they're like oh i think i have a good idea <laughs> yeah so there are a couple other polls that we didn't mention, like the further ahead ones, uh, like uh, will you contact an online store to accept Gridcoin via coin payments? Uh, that's quite an important one, to be honest. Uh, we've only got uh, like four or five shops to accept us at this point, uh, and we need a, a, quite a large trading volume solely on uh, coin payments in order to, you know, have free listing there. So... It's quite likely that what, when did we get added to there? Like the very beginning of February or late January, we got added. So three months from then. So it's coming up in the next month uh, or two. So, yeah. You couldn't post a list of those shops, could you? Uh, yeah. If you go to uh, two seconds, I'll just grab it. Cheers. Thanks. I had that form letter, like copy paste, that Erkin disapproved of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can't be that hard to just be like, "Hi." There we go. I just added the uh, the link there to chat, Mercosti. So currently, we've got. Uh, I think we've got uh, an artist, uh, the ability to uh, fax people uh, clothing and hot sauce that you can buy with Gridcoin through coin payments. So. Uh, I don't think everyone should be spamming uh, all of these people, like, you know, multiple times, but it would be good if, like, all of them got a message at least once kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, a message that basically said, like, hey, could you add could you add Gridcoin to, you know, your settings? You don't have to do anything in your back end. Just go, go to Coin Payments, log in, and just, you know, hit 
the tick button next to like Gridcoin in the back end uh, without making it look like it's phishing or something crazy like that because that does come off like that like go to the account settings you know of your merchant tools uh, but yeah if we can get added to like VPS providers then that'll be good uh, just solely for the ability to pay with Gridcoin for VPS is that'd be good for me uh and it all, each of these places that you can accept uh, Gridcoin at, you know, that helps with liquidity. If people sell, you know, uh, if people buy stuff with Gridcoin, it's good for, you know, uh, uh, liquidity, I guess. But yeah, also, like, if, they, if they're if they putting up, like, the, like you know, uh, a message that says what coins they are accepting on their site as well, that's good advertising for us, you know. Uh, though not all of them do it, it only really pops up at the checkout, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, everyone try and get like at least one. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah. Definitely. Will do. I just posted that form letter and I changed the bit where it sounds desperate to something less desperate. <laughs> cool. So if anybody wants to just take that and mangle it into something that sounds more like them, if you're out of ideas as to where to start for a letter, that paste bin post is something all right moving on to the next topic uh all right are there any frequent or uh, a frequently observed user problems going on with the gridcoin client uh you know issues people are reporting on irc that we've not seen before uh anything on the gridcoin research issues tab either i think it's just the normal installation problems uh their customer that seems to be the common denominator yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything currently glaringly bad. Uh, you know, we've not got, like, hard forks or nothing like that. We've not got projects not in the whitelist when they should be uh, anymore. Uh, there's just, you know, uh, various small issues that are in, uh, you know, publicly documented in the Gridcoin Research Issues tab. Uh, if anyone does have, like, a, a, no- a really annoying issue with uh, Gridcoin, uh, please do create a, a GitHub issue for it uh, it'll help get sorted um likewise if you find anything wrong with boink don't hesitate to make a, a boink issue you know uh not that it'll get fixed anytime soon <laughs> burn right moving on to the next topic is the fact that uh users have reported the issues with reaching the beyond bitcoin mumble server so has everyone experienced this issue? Yeah, it's basically the domain name is not reachable. We have to go through the uh, the IP address. What? Any idea what happened? I don't know. Uh, uh, Fuzzy, the guy that owns the server, just said like, "Yeah, it's the domain's down, but uh, here's the IP address." So we could talk to him uh, directly about it. But uh, something we could probably do to get more in touch with the Beyond Bitcoin guys is to actually regularly attend the Beyond Bitcoin hangouts on Fridays, you know. Uh, I'm going to try and attend the next Fridays, uh, but it would be cool if, like, two or three of us could, like, uh, you know, uh, take turns and that way maintain a presence the entire year round because a lot of the people that uh, attend these hangouts and also people that listen to them are quite influential and they're quite large investors, like... uh, you know, a couple of days after the release of one of these Beyond Bitcoin episodes, they've had like 500 lessons, whereas, you know, uh, our most successful one may have 
only like you know 120 listens after like uh you know several months uh actually drug discovery at home interviews were actually uh quite well listened to like when we released them uh but yeah uh, we'll get in contact with fuzzy see what's going on uh and i'll create in maybe a, a crypto coin talk and uh grid coin task for you know maintaining presence on the friday hangouts that'd be pretty neat what time do those start on Friday? I think it's uh, 10 a.m. Uh, EST or PS at an American time zone. I think it's like 3 p.m. for us, you know, uh, GMT. Okay, I'll make a point of trying to get in. Awesome, that'd be cool. All right, moving on to the next topic is, uh, are there any new uh, Gridcoin tasks? Uh and has there been any prog- big progress on any specific tasks recently? Uh, Erkin, do you want to discuss this? or? Yeah, I have, uh, well, know about a short com- uh, post. It's about recent uh, new comments on, on the Gridcoin tasks. Yeah, uh, I've provided the link because I didn't um, add new Gridcoin tasks lately. But uh, right now here, I have now from this uh, mumble two tasks already, which I can add. Um, yeah, um, I have to start my browser to see it. Someone is faster. Yeah, I've got it open if you want me to just shout out the topics that are being discussed recently. Uh, these are uh, increasing the POS rewards. This was just basically a discussion, uh, you know, uh, that's branched off from the low stake weight kind of concern Fred it's not a real proposal or anything at the moment uh, another is uh, the default option of starting a client at boot I believe this is actually a, a, a bug in the client you, it doesn't start up on like when you know you have set it to start up on boot uh, finding other conference software than mumble uh, Pepperino pointed out this matrix.org uh, which is this like uh, fully decentralized uh communication platform uh, which could potentially utilize boink for increasing the back end like you know network resources that'd be pretty neat if we were able to uh you know i think the main issue with that is working out some kind of uh credit system for rewarding people running these kind of nodes it'd be like proof of bandwidth or something like that or proof of resource uh if you can can get that sorted out then you can run not just the uh you know a, a server for uh, this matrix.org, but it would be, you know, servers for anything, really. If you could work that out, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, investigating uh, who the team admins are. Uh, oh, no, wait. It was uh, assigning team admins with lesser permissions. So each project has, like, differing uh, implementations of team founder, you know, capabilities. Like, some projects you can message your users and your team uh, maybe a couple projects you have the ability to create additional team admins but uh, overall it seems to be mainly for uh, you know moderating uh, team forums on uh, individual projects like would anyone be actually interested in that having uh, a forum on a project like just for team gridcoin We've already got quite a lot of places that we talk in, you know? Yeah, it might get lost. Yeah, totally. 
All right, uh, extending the Wikipedia page, so people are talking about how we can fix it and stuff like that, uh, running into censorship because of, uh, you know, copyright. <laughs> uh, ensuring that the team founder roles are in the hands of trusted community members. I think it was just uh, Neurominer pointing out that he is a team founder for a couple projects. Uh and optimizing resource consumption of image files in a wallet, you could actually probably close that one. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. One stage two of that one. All right, at this point, we've uh, finished all of the kind of pre-posted RSVP Fred topics. Uh, So we've kind of got like an open floor. Uh, Does anyone have anything they want to ask, kind of throw out a new discussion? I wouldn't say it's a new discussion, but uh, I think Greylist has raised its head again. I do think it's a really good idea, just purely to, mainly to get rid of the, uh, you know, the bureaucracy around having to vote out a project and then, like, wait a couple weeks before even voting it back in, just because it had, like, you know, a week of downtime, potentially, if we were to be very strict, less than that, uh, I think we could probably do it by monitoring the amount of uh, available work units and work units awaiting validation, as well as monitoring what what server components are up or down. The problem is, like, if we're monitoring server components, then each project has completely different server components. You know, uh, I think, like, Bitcoin Utopia had, like, 100 different individual components just purely because of their weird setup uh and then you know uh, say home's got their own naming scheme and stuff like that so we'd have to take into account the ability to you know add a dynamic quantity of those when they were whitelisted right but then also like they could potentially change so that's something that we'd have to be uh have the ability of changing at a later date uh and yeah, I think it's only really set at home that has different uh, like work unit availability stuff, uh, so that wouldn't be too hard on that end. And if we were to track that in like uh, a simplified format in the neural network, then we could work on work towards like a gray list. That would be pretty. Uh, I think that's the direct approach to that topic. Yeah, it's 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 a much better way of th- way of doing things than than simply going to um, you know going. Taking or taking a vote on a, on taking it out of the whitelist because um, I mean if we take TN Grid um, we I don't know if, how if people knew but they were working on their equipment as well as their uh, work work units um, and didn't have any but I mean you take uh, Drug Discovery Drug Discovery hadn't haven't had work units for a very long time and now they've got them yeah I mean probably one of the biggest things that uh, helps is actually contacting the projects to see what's going on when, you know, there is a lack of work units. Like, if if we notice that there's no work units, we go to them directly and ask, hey, what's going on? You know, we can find out, oh, their project's actually ending, you know. I mean, this is really, that's the current solution we've got. If we had a grey list, then it would just kick in immediately when, hey, there's no work yep. and stuff yep. like that. Uh, yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. We could maybe put like a bounty towards it, towards that, and also towards uh, like the team requirement uh, modifications that need to be changed. I think there's a few bounties we should put out 
so that we can, you know, work towards actually having them implemented. I agree. Maybe the bounty for the uh, coin payments thing that might spur things along. Yeah, I mean, you it, it would require like uh, probably the best way of verifying that you know someone actually managed to get a shop to add them would be like uh, once a shop did add them, all the transcription, all the all the emails uh, would be like you know forwarded on to like myself or whoever's in charge of distributing the uh, rewards for that. But I mean that could be worthwhile if we you know how much do you think like. 250 grid coin per shop. I mean, there's like a good few thousand shops kind of thing, you know? Yeah, the... Any news on messaging in the wallet at all? Uh, no. Uh, we did discuss how we would actually go about messaging based on like, uh, you know, alerting people to being on a hard fork. And one of the ideas that we came up with was uh, because if you and I were on different forks, right, if I was to send a transaction, you wouldn't be seeing it. Uh, I wouldn't be able to send you a message being like, you know, come back, you're in a fork. Uh, what we could do alternatively is if your client detects the proof of stake weights uh, substantially lower, like, you know, currently it's what, like 13, if it was like, you know, uh, 0.5 or something like that, then your client would be like, okay, the stake weight is so low that I've got to be in a fork, thus chuck up a prompt, you know, alerting the user to the fact that they may be on a fork or something like that. That's probably the uh, the simplest way that we could, like, catch people that uh, fall into a fork. Uh, but in terms of, like, directly messaging users, uh, I mean, we, we could probably work out some kind of, like, op-return kind of thing where you, like, store data within a transaction. Uh I think we're not that far away from having that fully implemented. Uh, if you're talking about, like, if we had, like, some kind of decentralized chat room or a troll box within the client, I don't uh, really dig that idea, uh, just purely because I kind of want... I think it would be best keeping the client, like, uh, you know, as uh, thin as possible, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you there. I have to start running Linux. It's not too difficult, to be honest. I mean, it's just... It takes a little bit of time to get used to, like figuring out how to install stuff or how to do stuff you would do in Windows. But, I mean, uh, it's fully, it's completely free, which is a massive benefit, you know, instead of, like, having to fork out, even for discounted versions of uh, Windows, you know, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's just pure laziness, really. <laughs> I used to work on Unix, so I shouldn't find it too hard. Yeah, no, I'll be fine then. It's me old brain. <laughs> Just going through the new CC config options here. They updated them 10 days ago, so some new stuff, man. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the last release was on the 2nd of February, I believe. Though it's day-to-day developments, which is pretty decent. Oh, no. Have we reached out to any uh, other project admins regarding, like, uh, interviews? Because we had quite a big burst of like, uh, what, like five different uh, admins at one point, but uh, nothing for a while. Yeah, about Dennis at home, uh, I'm there. There seem to be two project admins, and I I'm emailing with one, and he said also, yeah, but yeah, both seem at the university, and 
Yeah, they said either this Monday or Tuesday or the next one. Yeah, so we have to see. But there is no response yet for this Monday, Tuesday. So perhaps the next one then. Cool. And other than that, I'm checking always the ones which are possible, like Cosmology was one, and then for Skynet, the second admin also. But yeah, nothing. I also uh, emailed... Um, what was Chris uh, from from Drug Discovery? Yeah, but no response. He's probably busy with some or something. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, with um, only from Dennis at home so far. Yeah, Chris has really been struggling with the um, uh, new work units. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to the uh, Dennis at home interview. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Well, I think that um, since they were not added to the whitelist, yeah, it's a little bit of a motivation, <laughs> you know. I think that was purely because there wasn't SSL. Like, I don't, I don't see any other reason why, you know. But no, I get what you mean. Like, gives them the opportunity to campaign though for its uh, whitelist, you know. <laughs> well, they can see the evident benefits. The new Graycoin pool is starting to look pretty decent. Uh, you seen it yet? Yeah, it's working well. Seems to be working really well. I've seen it. It's almost fully uh, open source. It's still not fully open source at this point, but uh, uh, he's taking uh, you know suggestions for additional uh, like functionality. Uh, so I've posted a few suggestions. If you've got any ideas, uh, jump onto the uh, Gridcoin task. Uh, you know the the bounty thread, and you know fire away. Never know what will make it. We appear to be working on point seven point eight here. I am actually a little surprised by how many people are using the new pool now. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I <laughs> I screwed up. I, I signed into it and forgot my uh, password. Now I can't get back in. Is there not a password recovery now? Yeah, there probably is. I just haven't really bothered, but I I, yeah, I hate when I do that. I'm, it's very un, very unusual for me to lose to lose passwords after my debacle with Steamit. <laughs> Looking at the pool, it it doesn't look like uh, it's difficult to tell how many users are actually using it because they're only showing like a top top K like uh, quantity of uh, users uh, in the reports rather than like the full list, you know, like on uh, Katie's pool. But I mean, like. You know, Katie's pool pays out once, like, you know, on a blue moon. Uh, and Katie is, like, you know, <laughs> AWOL. So, you know, people will move, you know, if they're uh, worried, which, you know. Yep. They'll just wait until they can cash out and then move. I'd say that's happening already. It's a good thing, though. Yeah, and to be fair, I wasn't expecting anybody. Then again, I just haven't looked, right? It'll be quite interesting when the open source pool kit is released. Uh, you know, how many pools will pop up if there will be, you know, competition between them, you know, like releasing new uh, kind of gimmicks over one another, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen this before with Bitcoin mining pools, so it's only natural to see it happen with other coins too. One of the, uh, one of the ideas that we had was... Uh, on Reddit, we were discussing uh, in this green list thread, like how the fact is that we don't have a, a grid coin for computation market, right? Where you can't go and pay, you know, a hundred grid coin for like a hundred hours worth of computation for, you know, your project or you know, 
any random kind of bit of work you needed done without a project, right? So we're discussing uh, the fact that you can you could probably do that with a commercial blank project, but then that's more beneficial for the the blank project itself. You know, uh, it wouldn't main it wouldn't massively impact on Gridcoin other than like maybe increased liquidity because of like a new use for Gridcoin, but. Uh, Anyways, getting to the point was uh, with regards mm-hmm. to the pool. Uh, if we had like a, uh, a front end where you could imagine you had the ability to, when you're selecting what projects you wanted to do, if you could just take like put it in the hands of the pool, right? And the pool puts your resources up for like sale or well for rent, but uh, like uh, so users could select your computers, point it to a certain project, and. Uh, you know, pay up front for, you know, the resource to be dedicated towards that project. Uh, That would be a way of creating a grid coin for computation market to a certain degree. That sounds like something that'll be leaps and bounds ahead of where we are now, just because that would require so much demand in order to keep it happening. Yeah, I mean, it's quite quite probable that no one would pay like at the beginning like but i mean if you look at uh eobot for example how much they're charging for their seti like computation yeah even if you were to undercut that by like a tenth of what they're paying then you know you're still making you know more than you would be for a grid coin itself yeah in a way we are already observing that market kind of trying to take advantage of what's not there you know, there's there's that there's EOBot, and in a way, drug discovery is trying to do it too. They want to issue grid coin for, you know, the work that you're directly contributing, and uh, yeah, it's strange like that how things are moving in that direction. Yeah, for sure. I had this uh, the secondary idea on on top of that idea there, right? Imagine you had the ability to pay premium for the projects to run not on Team Gridcoin. But for another team. <laughs> so, like, uh, a challenge comes along, and then suddenly, like, other teams start renting the, the computing power away from Team Grandcoin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that might become profitable. Yeah, man, you never know. It's That's kind of why people are selling for Bitcoin, and now people are selling for Gridcoin because Bitcoin's going down. Yeah, I mean, uh, hmm. Bitcoin... Oh, hey, we could ask... Uh, Joey D about the server now that he connected. He hosts this. Oh. Sorry, I cut you off. That's alright. I was just going to say, like, uh, yeah, Bitcoin was, what, like 20, 20 billion, like, a week ago, and now it's uh, 15.8 billion. But it's, uh, I think it's dropped to, like, 70% of the total uh, cryptocurrency market cap. So, like, there's a there is an exodus out to the other cryptocurrencies. I mean, like, Ethereum and Dash have, like, spiked massively just in the last month. It's crazy. Yeah, and I'm not sure what to attribute it to, and I can only speculate. And I hate doing it in times like this, because I'm watching the price fall below $1,000 on some exchanges, and that's that's a bit of a psychological barrier, in my opinion, for one. And uh, it doesn't... um, really bode well for the people who have been holding Bitcoin for a while and they don't really care, but they'll just keep holding it or maybe buy more. 
And the other ones that seem to sell off and move to other communities, they have different things in mind. And uh, they, they think that the community there is going to be any different, but it just seems like they're all just going to be in the same place again, if you ask me. What, you mean the uh, the rise in market cap doesn't affect the coin in the long run? Well, I'd have to say, like, you know, you're kind of right. It is like a mass exodus of people. There's a There's that movement happening, and the volume goes to show that there's a lot of new things happening and new people entering. And uh, it, it's fresh, organic volume. I don't know. It's a lot of people. It, it goes to show, and people are selling their Bitcoin and voting with their ideologies that way and moving to a different coin community and stuff. It's it's really weird to watch. Yeah, I mean, you can only go so long with, like, having to wait, like, eight hours for a transaction to go through and paying, like, a dollar for a transaction before you're like, screw this, I'm going to one that's got, like, you know, a penny transactions and five-second transaction times, you know? Absolutely. And... I can see why people are still buying Ethereum, because Neural Miner said something the other day. He said, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this a bit. Uh, Just because of the way that they chose to fork was good for the way that they were trying to put the coin in the direction of having more things on their platform and and whatnot. I don't know, because... If they had an, immu- an immutable ledger, then maybe they would not be able to do so much, after all. Yeah, I'm not sure about Ethereum. On one hand, it's become quite successful. I mean, but on the other hand, I mean, they did. The reason why they've had such momentum is because they performed a massive ICO. So there was tons of people with, uh, you know, vested interest to see it succeed. You know, whereas. Uh, with Gridcoin itself, there's a lot of people that are like mining it slowly, or you know, it's uh, people haven't invested huge amounts like they did in you know Ethereum. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Ethereum is its own struggle, and we can't really compare it to others when it just seems like it's trying to still overpromise and underdeliver and we're slowly trying to see through that you know over time in my opinion and at the same time it does make growth and development we do see things come out on its platform and sometimes it's it's just hit or miss indeed i'm just looking at uh, coin market cap uh, steam seems to be back on the rise which if that maintains that direction, that'll be awesome. Because, like, mind back, like, when was it? Like, August or something last year. Uh, you know, the payout rewards, because it was, like, I don't know, fifth in the market cap. Uh, you know, you were getting, like, $80 for a, a post and stuff like that. Like, uh, the Beyond Bitcoin hangouts, like, uh, I was getting paid, like, you know, $60 just to speak, which was really good, you know. Uh I think we've made, you know, we've started to build some good uh, relationships between, uh, you know, the Steam and the Gridcoin community, especially if we continue to do the uh, the Beyond Bitcoin stuff. That if that succeeds, then maybe it'll help pull us up a bit. Yeah, it's definitely a great platform to use for our uh, our social media, and it has that incentive behind it. And uh, I was going to say earlier too that a lot of these things they don't have that much startup involved. 
compared to like Dash or Ethereum, and uh, it, it, that's the, one of the main differences I think now compared to these newer cryptos that are trying to almost replace Bitcoin. What you mean, just the 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 different initial distribution methods severely changed the mentality of it. Like if it's an ICO, then everyone's mm-hmm. focused on trying to get it worth more, you know, so they're actually, you know, campaigning for it to be better than that. It's like, you know, you look at that chart of a business where they think they're going to crash and burn, right? And they have that point of where they're like, we need to make money or die. And you look at this chart and it tells you you have a projected forecast of maybe so and so long. You you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's kind of how I look at a lot of these things, especially the ICOs. Yeah, I mean, it is gambling to a certain degree. And the ICOs, you're right, they they do try to maintain the value and they try to, you know, get a lot more than just that, if you ask me. They try to retain it way too early on. What, you mean they try and, like, get to a massive market cap early on and then try and keep it there, you mean? Yeah, like you unload the risk onto people way too early and you expect people to hold. Yeah, no. Too much. No, I think I think there are benefits for being a low market cap crypto. I mean, you know, you can get away with a lot more mistakes than if you were, like, say, Bitcoin. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, likewise, there's m- the the lower grid coin goes, right? The cheaper it is for people to get like a big, like, uh, like regular staking balance. Like when we were at the peak, you know, of like. Uh, I can't remember the the peak we were at. Maybe like three cents or something crazy like that. Like, uh, like you know, getting a daily staking amount was like that's that's quite a lot of money, you know. Whereas now, if it, or if it keeps going lower, it's you know, yeah, it's cheaper to get say like a daily staking amount. You know, I don't know. Just rambling there. Uh, you're not really rambling. You're just kind of going through those steps in your head of where it goes. I'm looking forward to uh, Descent that's coming out, the the content distribution mechanism, or well, the decentralized content distribution network. That would be pretty cool. I didn't get into the test net for it. I did invest a small amount into it, so uh, I'm going to start distributing the Gridcoin Hangouts on there. Hopefully it'll be like, you know, hopefully there won't be much content out there, but there'll be loads of people using it, you know, because they invested in it. There's loads of people on it. Uh, if we can get, you know, Gridcoin slap up there in the front page or something, it'd be good for us. That'd be pretty cool. You'll have to run that past me again. It's Descent. So, Descent, it's a... Uh, I'll, I'll give you the link. Two seconds, man. Okay, thanks. Yeah, they do stuff with Naughty America and stuff. Yeah, so it's a decentralized content distribution network. So, like, imagine, you know... I upload the, the the hangouts and they can pay like a dollar a piece to be able to listen to it. And then, I don't know, we use that to promote the content or redistribute to our attendees or whatever. Uh, but if there isn't a lot of content on there at the beginning, despite the fact that there's a lot of people that invested in it, so that that could be like a lot of people like logging onto it and exploring it. If you're able to like be one of the first... Uh, podcasts or you know videos up there then it could be uh you know could draw some of the attention away from descent especially if it's you know they did do quite a successful ico so 
She knows where the Yeah, book. that's that's nice and, and all, and uh, it would be great if people will use it. Yeah, it's it, difficult to tell when it's not released yet, you know? I don't know what to call it, because the guy says decent. <laughs> anyway. Decent, decent. The video on the website. Very punny. Totally. <laughs> it's even spelled like the word decent. Like, there's just no irony there, either. <laughs> mm. What do people think of Golem? They're currently at the 18 in the market cap, so it's, what, 26 mil at the moment? You know, fluctuating crazily, like 20% up and down, kind of. Uh, but, I mean, for a, pro- for a project that's not actually got a working, like, product yet, you know, it's, it's pretty high up there. It's... You know, do you think it is just people speculating heavily, or because it's got such ties directly to Ethereum? Yep, that's what it is. It gets shoehorned into many places because it is tied to Ethereum, yes. And it's propped up on speculation alone, if we think about it, right? Because it only has that private company, you know, in comparison to where we have all these Boink projects. Yeah, true. By the way, what happened to CureCoin? Whatever happened to CureCoin? I don't know. They're still about. Yeah, they just don't seem to be on their IRC channel anymore, and don't seem to see any of them around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The bot went away, and people got a little upset like they always do, and, uh, you know, it's hard to say what happened, and I know that they have their monthly meetings, and uh, they don't really come around here that much. And I know that some of them are actually in our channel, the Gridcoin channel. What happened was there was, you know, um, when they joined uh, our Hangouts, you know, they mentioned that in January or so there would be a new version. Yeah. And then there happened around that January time a Reddit post. Yeah. Uh, with a certain topic. And then there happened a pump on Poloniex or also on others, but on Poloniex. Yeah. And this was probably... Um, Fueled by this, you know, earlier rumor that there would be a new version, but there wasn't one. And then I think one week, or I'm not sure, later, after you know this 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 rise on Poloniex, then I saw a Reddit post about the Windows version. Yeah, but nothing like a changelog or so. Just you know, like I don't remember beta or something. Yeah, but that was it. Nothing. I I don't. I didn't see. A, new post highlighting a new version, yeah, so I guess they just got delayed on their development activities or whatever, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, the the, the usual old version, no, no new news or something, perhaps it's also coupled on folding coin, actually uh, QCoin uses the folding coin, yeah, perhaps it's something from there, but yeah, no news, or no big news. They just seem to disappear. Uh, maybe they're just not using IRC. I mean, like, BitShares, they don't use IRC. They they use uh, Telegram and, uh, you know, Steemit chat and stuff like that. Like, uh, the CureCoin guys, like you'd say, they use the uh, the Google Hangouts, you know? Perhaps they've just got lots of small private communications. Yeah, I was wondering if there was any news of them uh, coming in and into Boink. There was the rumor of... Uh, you know, they were, I think this was 
like the eighteenth or seventeenth hangout, like uh, one of the Curecoin guys kind of grilled me about how Gridcoin worked and stuff like that, uh, and. I think from that, they mentioned the fact that they were interested in potentially distributing their token to uh, folding Boink projects. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. You know, welcome the competition, you know. Uh, but thus far, I don't think it's actually materialized. But, yeah, we'll see. Might be their new release. Yeah. Just joking. Yeah, that's like the wallet thing on uh, Drug Discovery as well. What's that with the wallet and drug discovery? Yeah, there was. Uh, um, if you have a look at drug discovery, there's. Um, they asked you to uh, set up a wallet, and they were going to send out test tokens and all that sort of stuff. That hasn't happened either. Sorry, uh, drug discovery was talking about the fact they wanted to distribute a token, but they haven't done so yet. Yeah, it just seems to have died a death. Um, I've put stuff on their forum trying to find out and get an update, but nothing seems to happen. I think that that could be potentially like the uh, what's most probable is that they potentially had like big ideas for it and then like you know the regular regulatory reality of the situation may have hit them you know I mean this is they're a private company this is probably something they're actively planning they probably wouldn't you know uh, broadcast exactly how they're going to go about doing it until they know what they're doing is uh, concrete or whatever but I mean they could also be that they're focusing a lot of their time on that Sonam uh, project of theirs. Uh, don't know what's going on with that, if they're doing an ICO soon or not. Yeah, they did have a problem with um, work units and etc. and uh, they didn't have work units for a long while, so I can imagine that most of the time has been taken up with sorting that all, all that out. Did anyone hear about that AI <clears throat> um, project um, that's on the go at some UK university? Uh, it's an AI project uh, about reading lips and changing um, what was said to text. Um, it was reported on BBC News. I thought maybe you might have heard about a customer. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Uh, I saw something about that. I think it's tied in closely with the DeepMind Google's thing. Uh, that's pretty cool. You know, if you're able to. Uh, accurately transcribe a video just purely from looking at people's lips that could be quite good uh, the, another time another thing though is that it is kind of spooky you know if you're like if you're on cctv and like you know your lips are being read you know by a computer uh like months later or some shit that's is a bit spooky yeah but, I, mean, I know <laughs> yeah that's, that's something i'm going to be uh doing next year is machine learning uh so like this time next year, but it's going to be tough, man. The maths for it is fucking crazy. Like ugh. algorithms, just just a way higher maths than I have. I'm capable of. <laughs> but I'll wing it, man. Yeah, that's heavy shit. Has anyone got like a, a small kind of side project or whatever they're doing for Gridcoin or Boink? Like I'm doing the uh, the wee scripts in uh, Haskell. You know what I mean? Suppose I do. One of them, one of them's on the back burner. So, like you know, teaching gig. Uh, the other one I could currently do, which is just the liquidity roadmap, and I haven't even released that yet, really. And it it, it just looks kind of nice, and it'll look better, less confusing, and it'll help the newbies uh, newbies know where to like send their coins and whatnot. <clears throat> and it'll help people understand where we're at 
in terms of where the money goes. I thought your draft version of that did look quite smart, like uh, just the flow of liquidity between different platforms that we have available to us. It's pretty neat. Yeah, and uh, the shape is wrong, so I'm going to change that. (laughs) And it'll look much better in times to come before I get to release that. Cool. Uh, Something that's upcoming, actually, in a wee while, uh, isn't specifically Gridcoin related, it's... uh, BitShares related, it's uh, the fact that their stealth mechanism is coming out soon, so it basically allows you to send any token to anyone, uh, and it comes up in the ledger as uh, basically uh, something was sent to someone and it was a ra- uh, you know an un- unknown quantity that was sent, so like you could uh, send your open.grc onto like uh, BitShares and send it for stealth, and then take it back out, and it wouldn't be a, you know, effectively it would have been tumbled, you know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, it's like a a tumbler that we'll probably have uh, on the go soon, which would be pretty awesome. Sounds nice. Yeah, man, I mean, Gridcoin isn't well known for its uh, its, its privacy, you know, it's it's very transparent. Like, if you you go into Gridcoin stats, if if you've ever linked your... uh, CPID to your staking address. Basically, if you if you've uh, participated in DPOR, then you know you can see exactly how much you've got, like what you voted on, uh, how often you staked, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad thing, but at the same time, you know, some people are like, you know, they like the privacy and stuff. Just look at some of the the really high uh, market cap cryptos, they're privacy-oriented, you know what I mean? You just uh, mentioned a feature or a bug for Gridcoin to be added. <laughs> yeah, What's making that, that uh, stealth also in, you know, like a uh, mixer and stuff. Oh, well, the, the idea is that uh, we could utilize uh, BitShare's stealth mechanism. Basically, you would deposit your Gridcoin onto uh, BitShares. You'd create like a second BitShares account, and you'd send the the Gridcoin via Stealth, and it would basically pop up in the other account, and you could extract it, and it wouldn't be like associated. The only thing is though that Open.grc is like a public, publicly known thing. Like you can like go on there and be like, okay, Open Ledger is you know issued X quantity of Gridcoin, so if you did send stealth between two accounts and it was like 500 to 500, you'd be like, all right, it's obviously just these two accounts. You know what I mean? So it's something that would probably be worth looking into. I might make a, a YouTube video on how to use it when it's released, but that's like six weeks away. But it's just like a, a service that will become available to us, hopefully. All right, should we end the recording there? But it's just still uh, shoot the shit. Yeah, I reckon so. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, cheers for attending the... Uh, the hangout, everyone. I uh, will reconvene in another two weeks' time. Cheers. See ya. Good night, night, night. Awesome.